0: All right. How you doing, everyone? And welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live here, presented to you by Coors Light. As always, seen on Giants.com. I am Russ Salzberg, joined today by Lance Meadow. And uh, just a little bit of business to talk about, you know, saying it uh, facetiously. Uh, If you haven't heard the news, the news is Eli Manning uh, will take a backseat to Daniel Jones, who will start his first game as quarterback for the New York Giants this coming Sunday in Tampa. Uh, Lance, the news, Uh, I don't know if it's a shock as much as just because it's after the second game, but here's how I view it, and I think a lot of people are going to feel this way. I'm calling it an awkward situation. The reason I'm calling it an awkward situation is because From an Eli Manning standpoint, and you know, we've covered him a long time. I've seen him almost every day during the football season for 16 years. So it's a sad day when you have somebody of that stature who's beloved by the organization, now he takes a back seat. But the reason I call the day awkward is because it's also the launch of the Daniel Jones era. So it's, that's, The nature of sports, you know, it's with coaches, with managers, in in all sports. Some people get hired, some people get fired, and then they're replaced by friends. So that's why I call it an awkward situation.
1: Well, it's a transition. That's essentially what you just laid out, Russ. And and transition is not easy with any respect of life, uh, specifically the quarterback position, because it's so difficult to play this position. And... You have franchises that are always looking to get the next successor in line, right? I mean, that's what everybody's trying to do. Look at the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger going down. Mason Rudolph gets an opportunity. They're going to have an opportunity to evaluate their quarterback, who perhaps is going to be the long-term answer. So the Giants, the rationale is the same thing. You know, Transitioning from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. Give Daniel Jones an opportunity to continue to develop as a quarterback. He was a high first-round pick for a reason. And this is now going to accelerate the development process. But you're right. It's certainly, I think, a mixed emotional type sure of day, is. right? You've got Eli Manning and that error coming to a halt and the start on the opposite end of the spectrum of the Daniel Jones error. So I can understand fans having mixed emotions and will certainly unravel it all over these next 60 minutes here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. But I think circumstances change in the national football league russ and that's important to understand and i always like to provide other examples as perspective because i think sometimes when we focus on the new york giants we get bottled down in this team as if the giants are on an island and there's not 31 other teams but a case in point the philadelphia eagles okay let's go in the nfc's 2016 russ they draft carson wentz high in the first round okay right behind jared goff that year if you recall they signed sam bradford they gave him a new contract they also brought in Chase Daniel, who had familiarity with Doug Peterson's offensive scheme. He was the backup quarterback. And what happens during the course of the preseason? Well, Carson is sideline, but they certainly were high on him, what they saw in the offseason program. Teddy Bridgewater goes down, the Minnesota Vikings starting quarterback. They ultimately decide to trade Sam Bradford when it looked like he was going to be the guy at the beginning of the season and Carson Wentz becomes the starter week one. So that's an example of how the Eagles didn't go into the offseason, Russ saying to themselves, Carson Wentz is going to be the starter week one. Circumstances changed both internally and externally, and that's what gave the opportunity for the rookie quarterback to start. And I think you could say the same thing to a certain degree with the Giants based on how they started the season
0: this year at 0-2. I I think that's exactly what it is. They started this season 0-2, and, you know, obviously – I, well, maybe, I, you, you never assume anything. If they were 2-0, and o, we, we we wouldn't be making or we wouldn't be seeing this change. Uh, when I talk about awkward, though, using the expression it's an awkward situation, I'll tell you for two people, it doesn't, didn't seem awkward today at lunchtime was Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, because there was the two of them walking into the dining room together alone, going up, getting their food together alone, and sitting down next to each other alone, so Listen, it's two gentlemen, one is near the end, the other one's at his beginning, and such is life, we now move forward. Again, I
1: was just going to say, Russ, related to that, if you go to the statement that the Giants released, uh, Pat Shermer specifically said, to your point about what you said you observed at the lunch table, he said he spoke with Eli Manning this morning, quote, I told him that we're making a change, going with Daniel as the starter. I also talked to Daniel, Eli was obviously disappointed, as you would expect, but he said he would be what he has always been a good teammate and continue to prepare to help this team win games. Daniel understands the challenge at hand and he will be ready to play on Sunday, end quote.
0: And nothing surprises you from either one. And I mean, they're both gentlemen, but that's why we call it an awkward situation. Nonetheless, the situation has been made. Uh, I, just before we open up the lines, which by the way is two zero one nine three nine four five one three. that's two zero one nine three nine four five one three. You remember during the, uh, at the end of last season, when uh, Dave Gettleman made the uh, comment, you know, I had a long, we had Eli come in, or well, Eli came into my office so I had a long talk, heart to heart. And I think part of the heart to heart was, you know, at some point Eli, yeah, we want you back, you're coming back. But at some point, and I, I don't know this, I'm just speculating, this was part of the heart to heart. At some point when you come back, it might not even be your fault But if the team is not doing well, and we have to start thinking about the future, we're going to have to get the future in there to get plays, and the future being Daniel Jones. So that's the way I'm looking at the situation. But nonetheless, it is what it is. Eli Manning is out as starter, and Daniel Jones as in. And now let's open up the lines. Again, 201-939-4513. Let's go to Cranford and check in with Dave. Hello, Dave. How are we doing today?
2: I'm good, Russ. I'm good. Uh, Lance, how you guys doing? Doing good. Right, Doing okay. What's we'll on your mind? So, so um, I don't know. It's a. It's a. I think for many Giant fans, it's a bittersweet day. I've I've um, had opportunities in in my own personal life to meet Eli on a couple occasions, and um, you know, it's hard to say this. I mean, as as great of a winner as he was on the field, which it's hard to duplicate his success there. He. Um, you know he's as great a person off the field than anyone who's ever had a chance to meet him well, you, knows, you, what, I, you know, knows you, what I mean
0: you're saying a mouthful and that that's what always makes these kind of things difficult because he might even be better even off the field than he is on the field that's what kind of person he is he's as classy as class can be and not, nothing changes not, nothing will ever change that's Eli
2: no it, you're right Russ but unfortunately things do change and and I think that you know he obviously, um, you know I guess Lance I I know that you've kind of hit on this in your opening comments which I think are, are right on I I guess part of it again the the football fan in me I mean I I think I understand I don't love it but I understand the decision um, because I do think at the end of the day and and things in this league have a chance to change very fast Absolutely. so the the the, I don't know, the, the, the temperature around the team, at least from outside the team right now, is extremely negative. Um, and for for good reason, by the way. They haven't put a good product on the field in quite some time. But but um, but if Daniel Jones does come in and he does show the foundation, and so I guess my question, Lance, to you, um, given your background and, and, and you're you know, looking at the whole league, what does um, – you know what does a successful outcome look like with with Daniel Jones? You know, starting starting off on uh, on on this. I mean, wins and losses are obvious, but I think in a position like he's in, it's going to be a little bit more um, dynamic than that in terms of looking at you know how he plays the position.
1: Yeah, I think the latter of your two comments, Dave, is the uh, key comment in terms of you're not necessarily judging Daniel Jones by wins and losses, you're judging his comfort level, how he commands the huddle, how he runs the offense, because those are the principles you want to build upon moving forward. Remember, when Eli Manning came in for Kurt Warner in 2004, they had a winning record, okay? They were 5-4, and four, the Giants, and Tom Coughlin at the time made what in the court of public opinion was somewhat of an unpopular decision because you would think, hey, they're in the playoff hunt still and if memory serves me correct, I think a team that went eight and eight wound up making the playoffs that year. So I mean listen, we could have revisionist history all we want, but the point is Sometimes you look ahead to the future and you think about the development of the quarterback and what it means long-term. And I mean, even in Pat Shermer's statement, which is on Giants.com that you can read, uh, this to me was a telling line. Quote, this move is more about Daniel moving forward than about Eli. End
0: quote. I I don't think there's any, uh, and thanks for the call, Dave. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's strictly a case of finding out what you have with Daniel Jones. Look, you can look at the past two games. The past two games, the culprit, or if you want to say the main culprits, and you win as a team and you lose as a team, but the main culprits in the two losses was the defense.
1: Oh, well, you're talking about a unit that surrendered 35 yeah. points in the first game, 28 in the second, nine opposing touchdowns. I mean, that's well documented. The defensive struggles. Yeah. Pat Shermer has said that. James Betcher yeah, has said I mean, that. It's
0: been no secret.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Russ. I don't want to get on a whole tangent, but I'm not a fan of quarterback records. I just don't think the record associated with the quarterback is a telling number as to what the team did as a whole. And yes, the Giants are 0 and 2. We could point to a variety of factors as to why they're 0 and 2. But to say that. They're owing 2 simply because of one individual. No, I, I, mean, I don't that, think tells the whole story.
0: And I don't think uh, you would hear that from the coach. I don't think you would hear that from the general manager, and you won't hear that tomorrow. Uh, let's go to Upper Saddle River and check in with Michael. Hello, Michael. You're on with Russ and Lance.
3: Oh, hello, Lance and Russ. Uh, first time, long time.
0: Love the show. Thanks for Welcome tonight. aboard. What do you got? Yes. Uh,
3: well, You know what? I'm like you were saying earlier. It is a bittersweet day. Um, I understand the thinking behind why they wanted to put Daniel Jones in and get him as much live game reps as possible. Because, I mean, to be real, it's they're probably not a playoff contender. At least the way it looks right now. Mm. I mean, I, I hope that you know Daniel Jones does provide a spark. But my issue with it is that I think I think Eli has had such a raw deal for such a long time with just like you know poor mid round draft picks and not you know getting an O line and you know, and his statistics, uh, I think, are are a, a product of a lot of O line play and things like that. So, it would have been and now that he finally had one, it would have been just nice to see him play with the O line that he has for at least until week six. Um, you know, a- along with you know his full crop of uh, receivers with Golden Tate and Shepard, you know, providing but, these but back you, then. And
0: you you know what, Michael though, and for me, for me personally, if you're asking Russ that. I could say the same thing. I, I'm, I almost i am in line with your line of thinking, but that's not, if you make a decision that this guy is your future, we know what Eli's mm. been through. We, we know the lack of offensive line in the past, my friend. It, it's that, that's not going to change. What was, was, what you have to deal with now is what is. What is, is the team is Owen 2 Daniel Jones was drafted as the future and the decision was made, whether it's they made the decision sooner than later and the decision's done and you move forward. What was, was. You can't fix what was.
3: No, and I understand that. I just wish that he'd had a chance to yeah. play with, you know, his starters and his solid alliance for at least until the Cardinals and Lions game and then maybe put in Daniel Jones and then, you know, go from there. Well, it would have been, been nice to see that, yeah, well, um, you know, not, maybe not,
0: going. Nice doesn't cut it. You know, as as they said in The Godfather, this is the business we've chosen. Yeah. well, Su- Such is life. Thank you for the call, well, Michael. Well, and,
1: and appreciate the phone call. I think what the last caller is alluding to, in an ideal world, Russ, sure. you would love to evaluate your team and say, well, this season we missed this guy for X amount of games, and therefore this would explain why the offense struggled and so forth, but... Now, every team is in the same ballpark, all 32 teams, okay? One team is not on an island. Every team deals with injuries. Every team deals with circumstances that come up over the course of a season. So when you evaluate your team, you know, that's more of a reason why you're not judging it based on the 22 guys that are going to start, 11 on offense and 11 on defense. You know, you hear me use the term depth a lot. Well, there's a reason behind that because you have to have confidence when you put your roster together that when somebody does go down, you have somebody that can fill the void and the level of productivity won't dip immensely, so every team is in that regard. They can't all of a sudden say, "Well, you know, these three seasons we didn't have 100 full force, so we were expected to just get by." That's not how it works in the national football. No,
0: and, and as Michael was saying, yeah, it would have been nice to see this. It would have been nice to see that. That's not what it's about. You, you know, look, if you looked at the last game, first of all, he didn't have he didn't have Golden Tate game 1, he didn't have him for gold uh golden tate for game 2. He wouldn't have him for games 3, game 4. Mm-hmm. Throw in the fact that you didn't have Sterling Shepard. It wasn't like he was playing, you know, with a bunch of uh cannons as receivers. So but it is what it is. Like I'm saying, you got to deal with the 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 hand that you dealt and that's what Eli was dealt. And this is the predicament that the Giants are in. They're Owen 2 and there's work to be done and there's future to think about and Daniel Jones is the future whether you or I like it or not. You know, listen, Eli is one of my favorite all-time athletes I've ever covered. Ever. Guys, guys, you can't say anything bad about Eli Manning. That's the kind of guy he is. But that's, that's the nature of this business. You know, endings in sports very rarely are happy endings. There's always... If you will, I use the term to open the show—an awkwardness. It just, it just never is. It, it just—I—I I remember when, when Amani Toomer left. Yeah, you know, and Amani and I would, would talk about it. Nah, yeah, and wasn't happy at the end. He tried to make it with—I think it was Kansas City. Nah, and, and then you come back, and it's kiss and makeup and you know, it is what it is. Well, we, we knew this time would eventually happen. Is it awkward? Yes, but it. it That's the the deal.
1: Well, I was going to say, very few people, Russ, really go out on a high note unless you win the Super Bowl. And then you ultimately choose to go off and ride off into the the sunset. sunset. I mean, Eli's brother certainly had that luxury. Uh, Peyton Manning won it with the Denver Broncos. But, you know, not everybody has that opportunity. I mean, that's a, a very small group, a select group that is extremely lucky because of the circumstance that they're in and how the team performs but unfortunately, with the National Football League, which is a week to week league, by the way, this is the perfect example of why it is a week to week league because injuries come up, circumstances change, record is involved what happens one week is not necessarily indicative of what's going to
0: happen two to three weeks down the road look, go to other sports. Wayne Gretzky was traded the great one a number of you know that great man, players. Players. Yeah. It just is, again, it is what it is. Let's go to Marco in Connecticut. Hello, Marco. How are we doing today?
4: I'm good, guys. How are you?
0: Good. Doing all right, Marco.
4: Uh, just a couple of thoughts. Uh, and, and um, Russ, to what you just said, um, you know, very rarely do they get that ending. Um, I think ownership here at the Giants, maybe in the end it became a detriment, but they very much wanted to get. They wanted to see it through with Eli. Sure. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, I believe that. And it, uh, here, here's, here's what I'm calling it. It's more of a comment, but I became a Giants fan in 1990. I was born in the 80s, uh, but I have often heard, even through the bad years, that nothing equates to like what the 70s were like with the Giants, how bad they were. Um, a guy that I follow on Twitter, and I, I'm not a fan of his, he, uh, Mike Lombardi, he's a old, former GM, and he bashes the Giants every, time he, every chance he gets. He had a tweet last night where he wrote about the record of the Giants in the late 70s was 17-29. and 29. And he just said from 2017 to, to current today, the Giants are 8-26. and 26. And when I read that, I just paused and I was like, you know, we live so day-to-day now with sports that very rarely you come back and think about, like, how the last couple of
0: Hello. I mean, it looks like
1: what we made uh, you, jumped in and out.
0: You, you you jumped in and out. Finish your statement there, Marco. You jumped. You we, you dropped off a second.
4: So sorry, sorry guys. Here's the point. The, 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 it's been bad. The last few years have been so bad, and all we have talked about is the off season, off seasons, and the draft, and the off season, and then we get to the early schedule, and the seasons fall apart, and then we're talking about the next year again. Well, but so, but,
0: none- but but Marco, uh, uh, yeah. that, uh, Marco. That's why there's been changes, okay?
4: Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean. So, so my, my, my point is, none of this is Eli's fault, in my eyes. None of this is Eli's fault. I believe Gettleman, I'm happy that he has conviction in the pick with Jones, that they're making a move. Um, and, I, and I think it's something that needs to be done. And I don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like exactly for Eli in the future. But I think if you step back, the people that are upset about it. You step back and just think, hey, this is going to be good for Jones and the team next year, and maybe this year, that he gets 14 games now or more under his belt. Well, that's my point.
0: Marco, thank you for the call, but that's why the Giants made the move. And that that's the whole point of this discussion. Well, you know, And I, quite frankly, look, no team wants to look at a situation and say, we're throwing in the towel, we're giving up. Okay, you want to win each and every game, and I believe every coach, except maybe when they tank in the NBA. I'm, I'm serious about that. Well, every well. coach goes in wanting to win. Having said that, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be judged from here on in the rest of the season just about Ws. No, not Not, all. not with a young quarterback. That's not what – it, it's getting his feet wet. Let's see what he can do. Let's get a comfort zone, and we move – from there. Yeah, remember,
1: well, Eli struggled when he first came sure, in 2004. So, sure. you know, it's the point of getting him as comfortable as possible so that when you continue to move forward with him as the starting quarterback, you accelerate, as I mentioned, the growth process. I, but it, this is not necessarily... today's
0: not the blame game. Though. No, it's, it's not... but I mean, it's I mean, that, it, that's it, not how it should be interpreted. About, I mean, you're going to see that. Well, of course. And you're going to uh, see a lot of it in the media because some of the media has been just dying for this. You you know, the people who criticized two years ago when when Eli, uh, when when they criticized Eli uh, taking a a seat when Geno Smith came in, they were the same people. They criticized um, Ben McAdoo at the time. Those were the same people that after game two last year in Dallas, they criticized Eli and they criticized the Giants for making the wrong uh, pick. They should have drafted Sam Donald, you know, and not uh, Saquon Barkley. So... uh, that's the hypocrisy that I don't like about this. But that's 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 the media, that's a different part of the business. Let's go to Atlanta, check in with Lee. Hello, Lee, how are we doing today?
5: What's going on, Lance and Rush, how you guys doing? How you it's doing, right, Lee? Lee? What's on your mind? I got shocked this morning when I heard the news about my quarterback. And I just wanna say really quickly, because I'm at work, and I can't talk long. Um, fifteen, yeah, fifteen years of watching ten plays, Russ has been a real privilege and a pleasure. He's—I agree with Russ. He's my favorite athlete. I'm 38 years old, and I, when the drafted Eli, I guess I was 22 or 21, and he's been my favorite athlete in all sports. Um, yeah, it's a tough day. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough day. It's really when they interview him. When they interview him and he speaks, I told my friends today I might have to choke back a few if he speaks on the bench because it's, it's a good chance that he he might never take a snap or he might even wear another uniform and that's that's hard for me to to uh, to, to swallow. But great quarterback, greatest quarterback we ever had, future Hall of Famer. Say something quick about the defense. Yesterday a caller mentioned dad DeAndre Baker is already a lost cause and should be benched. It's two games. The kid's a rookie. It takes a while for cornerbacks to adjust in the league. Uh, Gilmore didn't do too well when he first came to Buffalo. We all know Corey Webster looked like a bust when he first got here with us and then when he came in during post seven, that playoff run, the rest is history. Give the defense a chance. It's a young team. I love the show, guys. I'm listening to you up
0: there. Thank you. All right. Lee. Lee, Lee, thank the you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the DeAndre Baker, I mean, if you want to say he's having problems, without question, I don't think anybody would dispute that. To call somebody a lost cause, I. I that I would dispute. Well, it's a small sample yeah, size. I mean, come we're, on. We're
1: talking about two games at this point. Yeah. It's the same overreaction to when a quarterback struggles for one or two games and all of a sudden, you know, somebody wants to crown them or not crown them. Sure. Uh, once again, you got to give these young players, just like you got to give teams sometimes, you know, a few games till you get their true identity and get a sense of where their strengths and their weaknesses are. So, I mean, that to me is just a knee jerk reaction.
0: All right, let's got to remind everybody, folks, that Big Blue uh, Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Coors Light. And if you want to enter the ultimate VIP, game day experience, courtesy of Coors Light, well then you have to text VIP to 90464, that's 90464, for more details. The
1: other thing, Russ, that I wanted to mention before we go back to the lines, just picking up where the caller left off, you have to understand, the Giants, since they started Eli Manning in week 11 of 2004, have had just two quarterbacks start a game. Eli Manning and Geno Smith for that one game. That's the fewest amount of quarterbacks that any team has ever thrown out since that span up until today. So, I mean, that's just there to provide some perspective. The Chargers are second. They have three. They had Drew Brees, Doug Flutie, Philip Rivers from week 11 right. of 2004 to now. It's an unbelievable luxury that the Giants have had to have one quarterback, show durability, be able to you know, stay under center, take the hits he did, play through the injuries, you don't see that in today's well, NFL. you know, you, you just know, don't.
0: That's the other thing about Eli. You, you know, Eli, he he doesn't because that's just not his nature. He's not a phony. He doesn't give you that macho. I mean, tough. You know that don't that all shucks doesn't tell the story about Eli Manning. Eli Manning is one tough dude, and his record for playing and, and standing tall and withstand and, and withstanding the punishment pretty pretty darn good. Let's go to North Carolina and check in with David. Hello, David. You're on with Russ and Lance.
6: Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Um, Obviously, I want to start off the call just uh, thanking Eli Manning for for his uh, career, his professionalism, um, and and just uh, the two Super Bowls, uh, the two Lombardis in the case there. I can't thank him enough for that. Um, I wanted to call in sooner last week after I called in. Lance, you may remember, I believe you and Uh, Pauly Dots were were hosting and um, I talked about after the Dallas game, I I felt like the change needed to be made and I know our friend Lynn uh, from Maryland called in, who's one of my favorite callers. (laughs) Yes, he is. uh, Yeah, you remember. I I think he was a little disgruntled and I'm not calling in uh, to say I told you so, please don't take it that way. I just wanted to kind of explore some more of of what I was trying to uh, say and explain and some of you guys have obviously touched on it, but you know um after two games it's it's obvious that it you know whether we don't have enough talent or the talent we do have is going to have to develop um you know now's the time to to play Daniel Jones because um as John has said there's there's enough talent on offense where he can succeed, and I don't think he's going to get hurt, and I think the line's playing well enough That's fair. um that that he won't get hurt. And and so that was part of my argument um, w- w- of why I thought they should go ahead and um, you know make the tough decision to go to Jones, <clears throat> but all and and my other thing was and and it is being a little bit critical of Eli, but I mean you can you can love somebody and be critical of them, but my other argument was uh, not that the, these losses in these past few years are Eli's fault because it is a team game, but just my personal opinion the truly great ones when they're in their prime and, and they're that, you know, quote, franchise quarterback, they elevate the the talent around them. And, and it doesn't mean that it necessarily equates to wins or playoff bursts or Super Bowl wins. In my humble opinion, and it, it's a very humble opinion, the last few years, I just haven't seen that well, yeah, from but, Eli Manning.
0: But, but David, and, go ahead.
6: And, and, and let me see, I'll, I'll try to make it brief and finish. Because, I mean, if you think about it over the years, guys like Kevin Balls, Jake Ballard. Um, I remember a Thursday night game. They went down. Uh, I was there against the Panthers.
1: Ramsey's Barden
7: suited
6: up with Andre Brown and Ramsey's Barden. Yes. Um, they they ended the the uh, the home winning streak in New England in 2011 with uh, David Nicks being out. And David a Bradshaw being out. But but, but,
4: but David totally
0: David David, listen to me and thank you for the call. But listen. What's the big difference between those teams and the past few years since you're alluding to them? There was a, you know, you mentioned the Kevin Bosses or what? There was an offensive line. Well, there was also a good defense yeah, too. Let's exactly. not about that. Okay? I, you know, I mean to make that comparison. David, you were good with everything until you got to that point. You know, there's a distinct difference the last few years. A distinct difference difference. Yeah, Jake
1: Ballard and Kevin Boss played for the Giants teams that were in Super Bowl contention. I'm talking about. Yeah. So, it's a you know, far different The story. dynamics, the makeup of this team has changed. The roster has turned over immensely. You have a very young defense. So, you know, he picked out points where, yes, the Giants were clicking offensively, but they were also an extremely balanced team. And this year right now, it's a transitional year because of so many new faces and so many rookies that are expected to make a significant impact that I don't think the level of consistency is where the caller was alluding to with some of those previous years. And real quickly, before we get back to the lines, Aaron Rodgers, okay, is somebody that I would argue is still very much in the prime of his career, Russ. And last year, you know, you would argue Aaron Rodgers is a guy that's elevating his team, and and the Packers didn't win many games. So it, it just goes to show you... It's not just the quarterback. It's the environment around the quarterback and everything, the defense, the special teams. That's what adds up to the wins. You can have a guy make a great throw and he takes a hit. doesn't mean that you're going to get a W in the column as a result of that. You,
0: you know, to say, you, you use, he used the term, Dave used the term of elevating. I, I mean, it's not Eli's job to elevate the defense. Okay? I mean, it's You know, so you, you lost me when you got to that point. But... A lot of people got a lot to say because it's it's really it's an a historic day in Giants history. I mean, this is, this is the end of a, a great, great starting career as a New York Giant for Eli Manning. Two oh one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go to our friend in Portland, Maine, Charlie. 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 Hello, Charlie. How you doing today, bud? Things hey, are getting Alex. interesting now. Hey,
8: Lance. How we doing, hey, Charlie? Paul- Hey Russ, Pauly couldn't come on because it hurt too much. I, I I get it. I get it. <laughs>
0: Actually, in all fairness, th- th- there was a schedule change, yeah. but I did speak to Paul this morning. Yeah, he he'd be the first one to tell you as yeah. as a longtime Giant fan yeah. as, as as well as a guy who works in the business. He loves his Giants, and and just his his emotions about Eli, he wouldn't hide. So yeah, what yeah. Do you, what, Ahead, hey,
8: look, Eli's uh, demise is widely exaggerated. Who's the number two quarterback on the depth chart? Who's the backup? Daniel Jones. Eli Manning. Yeah. And, and oh, Schuler. Well. I mean, Shermer. he just he loves to play his system. And Eli never fit his system. So he's going to have Daniel Jones running all over the place, rollouts, running the ball. And don't be surprised if somebody gets hurt and Eli's back in the game. So don't, you know, don't say this is it for Eli, because it isn't. No, no, no. what well, well, we're talking about, Charlie, and
0: you know what, Charlie, you make an excellent, excellent point, because I'm sure, and, and you kind of open up the discussion, because I was going to bring that up, Lance, in a little bit. Uh, Charlie, you, you make a very good point. Which is not a statement we say very often. No, yeah, it is not. <laughs> no, but, but when you think about it, listen, when it comes to mobility, there's no question about the mobility of uh, Daniel Jones. And yes, he will run more. But um, and God forbid, we don't want Daniel Jones to get hurt. And, and I'll tell you something else, more than we don't want Daniel Jones to get hurt, the guy, another guy who really doesn't want him to get hurt is one Eli Manning himself. Having said that, if God forbid something happens, he's in there. But you know, we're just saying right. this is the end, if you will, of certainly for the time being, it's the end of Eli being the starter and the launch of Daniel Jones. as And the, and the starter. thing
8: is, is like we don't even know if, you know, if Daniel Jones is going to be salmon bones. You know, we don't know how this guy's going to take hits, how he's going to survive like Eli did. I mean, we we have no idea. This guy is not the savior of the New York Giants. Well, no, I don't I, think it's being. I don't. He being, I don't, I don't think Charlie is
0: being laid out that way. He, though. He's not being laid out it, as yeah. being the savior. But of course, he is. There's no, there's no, no Charlie, Charlie.
8: Maybe not this year. He's a savior. Charlie, not think he's going to be next year. Charlie, the year Charlie. after, that, he, the year no. after Charlie,
0: that. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. He's being laid out as the future. That's why you draft guys high. They're the future. If you want to call him the savior, Fine. Sometimes the future doesn't work out, and they don't become the savior.
8: Right. But he is the I think the, the only change that needed to be made was changing the person who's calling the plays and letting Mike Schuler call the plays since he brought a team to the Super Bowl by calling plays. And that's what should be changed. Shermer should be trying to be a head coach and not trying to be calling plays, too. I wish he would do that. Just be the head coach and to, and let Shuler uh, call the plays because Schuler would utilize the strength of his players, not like Shermer. And we're going to see. I'm I'm telling you right now, Eli will be back. He'll be, probably be back in the first game in Tampa Bay. He's going to be back and he's going to win some games. And all this Daniel Jones stuff is going to go away until next year. That's my prediction. Uh, all right, Charlie. All right Charlie. Well, Charlie. God We appreciate God bless. the phone
2: call.
1: A Thank few, you. A few things that I, I just want to sort of clarify that uh, Charlie brought up, I feel like it's deja vu all over again because (laughs) I always do this every time Charlie calls up. Number one, okay, part of the appeal of hiring a guy like Pat Shermer was because of his offensive play calling and what he did at his previous stints. Okay, It's just like Sean McVay was hired as the Rams head coach because of what he did at previous stints. Matt LaFleur, who's now the Packers head coach, was a play caller. They hired him because of his appeal. So it defeats the purpose to then bring that coach in and tell him, oh, by the way, you could be the head coach, but we don't want you to be the play caller. So you have to understand that, that that's not just the Giants. That's how things work across the NFL. Why would you now take away what was appealing when you initially hired the coach. Number two, as far as this whole savior conversation goes... Future, not savior. Yes, he is being labeled as the franchise quarterback and the Giants believe that he will fulfill that label based on what they've seen in college and what they've scouted. That doesn't mean that he's going to be a savior tomorrow and all of a sudden the Giants are going to score 50 points a game. Okay, those are complete two different things. But there has to be a transitional point, Russ, at any franchise level where you allow the young quarterback to come in to start to spread his wings. The Giants have chosen week three of the 2019 season to make that transition. Time will tell what becomes of Daniel Jones, but to label him immediately as a savior is completely misleading as opposed to he's the
0: franchise quarterback, he has uh, potential dub, and upside. Uh, uh, Dubbed the franchise quarterback of the future. Look, we've said this. I know I've said it here. Uh, I'm sure you heard it you know, from Lance and, and other people sitting in these seats with you on Big Blue Kickoff Live here. You know, this job was not for, when I say this job, the GM's job, when Dave Gettleman took over, it was not for a first-time GM, okay? It, it was not for a guy who was a rookie GM. It, a lot of changes needed to be made, and, and you needed a guy who was a veteran who, who can make those and tough decisions. That's number one. Number two... When when he took the job, I mean I'm not privy to what the meetings were, Lance. But when he took the job, they didn't consult with you. No, not no. Okay. No, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is nobody told me what exactly went on in those meetings. But I can guarantee you, because the proof is in the pudding, you're gonna have to leave us, Dave, with the quarterback of the future. That is how. When all is said and done, and I hope Dave is here for a long time. When all is said and done. He will be judged on Daniel Jones.
1: Oh, and that was a goal of his. And, and
0: that's that was the future. Yeah. That's why he picked him. Okay? That's why. So to say, yeah, he's the future. We're launching into the future Sunday in Tampa with Daniel Jones. That's what the Giants are doing. Whether he becomes a savior that remains to be seen. Let's go to Staten Island. Again, 201-939-4513 is the number. Uh go to Staten Island and check in with Pete. Hello Pete, how are we doing today?
9: How you doing guys? How are you? Good, Pete. Uh good. Um I just, you know what? I've been talking with a lot of guys over the last, you know, even before after they drafted uh Jones and I was telling the guys you know what, I'm not even going to go there right now. The point is, you know, my contention is that this move had to be made, period. And the reason I'm saying that is with the current roster we have, I don't care who the quarterback is, whether it be Eli, whether it be Daniel Jones, bottom line is we're not going to win at the end of the day. We're not, not with the current roster the way it is. At this point. So it just was the prudent move to make going into your future. Now, if you say that and Gettleman has said Daniel Jones is our future franchise quarterback, he labeled him that. He said, I'm in love with him. So if that's the case, then it's the only move to make, period. Okay, because you're not going to win with him. So what are you going to do? Let Daniel sit on the bench all year? For why? What's the point? It doesn't make sense. No, to win seven games, to make, win six games, doesn't make sense. If you're going to move on to your so-called future franchise quarterback, you have to move now no, no, to get him ready.
0: No, no Pete, thank you. No dispute. that. Because it's not about
9: this year. It's not about this year.
0: I don't think anybody would dispute that. Thank you,
9: Pete. I think there are a lot of fans that do dispute that, Russ. Well, I think you're wrong
0: well I don't know that fans are disputing it you, you know in fact you're just one of many so far this today who've called they can feel bad but they're not disputing uh to, you know the situation
9: I well, mean, let's go on what Lance just said you know if everybody if anybody thinks that the Giants are all of a gonna all of a sudden score 50 points a game because Dan Jones well, is I don't in there, but, but Pete nobody' saying
0: um, Pete nobody is saying that no no one no one's saying that that's what this is. This is not turning into an offensive juggernaut. I don't, we haven't heard any of the fans say that. It's not turning into an offensive juggernaut. It is looking towards the future. So that's what the Giants are doing. Whether you or I or Lance or anybody likes it or not, that's what the eye is clearly on the future. Now, if you're worth anything as a professional athlete or as a coach, you're going to go into every game. Thinking to win, wanting to win. Whether that happens, that's all. Whole, whole oh, that's other a completely story. different story, of course. But, but yeah. th- that's how your mindset has to be. Otherwise, you're a loser if you're not going in thinking that way.
1: Well, and Pat Shermer is also not thinking that Daniel Jones is not going to be productive. You know, part of, of the rationale behind the move too is that you know they have faith that Daniel Jones is ready and he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So you know, to refer back to the caller's point. I don't think it's the mindset of that the Giants had no hope that they were going to win games this season. I think it's finding a balance, Russ, between developing your young quarterback and remaining competitive and being able to position yourself to win games. But, once again, if you were to ask Pat Shermer, Dave Gettleman, did they think that the team was going to start 0-2? I don't know. I mean, I didn't necessarily have a conversation with them. I don't
0: think that... I think that was the farthest thing in my mind. So
1: that's an example of, Russ, once again, how circumstances change. And as a result of the circumstances change, the timeline changes. You know, in an ideal world, if we had fortune tellers tell us how the NFL season was going to play out, we wouldn't have to watch the games. We wouldn't have this talk show. There'd be nothing to speculate and talk about. But that's the land of parity. Competitive balance in the National Football League. It's why there's such a high turnover rate and why it's so difficult to constantly get back to the playoffs because... The disparity between teams is minute in the National Football League. Although records sometimes where a team wins 12 games, a team wins two, it looks like these teams are miles and miles apart. Really not. And, And that's why things change very quickly in the National
0: Football League. Again, folks, Big Blue Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Coors Light. If you want to enter the win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light, well, then you got to text VIP to 90464. That's... Text VIP to 90464 for more details. Again, two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go to Tony in Tina Hello, Tony. How are we doing today?
7: Yeah, hi. How are you doing, guys? Um, Mike, as a season ticket holder since 1997, I don't want to you We know, sit there and watch games and watch the team, uh, you know, 10 years from now, maybe they'll be better, or five years from now. I want to win now, and I don't think it's really Eli's fault. Yeah. He had four TDs this year, right? Fourth, the defense, offense scored four touchdowns. That's more than Green Bay, and they're two and zero. If we would have a defense, we'd win. We'd win some. But we would have been at least one and one.
0: But you, you know what, Tone? Nobody is saying it's. That's not what the discussion is. It, it's. You know, uh, Pat Sharma, I'm, I'm sure you'll hear more of this tomorrow when he addresses the media. Yeah. It, it, it's not. Nobody's saying it's all Eli's fault. That's not what the discussion's about. But the team is 0 to. There are other problems. You know, in, you want to be in particular. We're talking about the defense. But the point being...
7: If, if you had a defense, you could be at
0: least but, but, one-on-one you and, know, and you but, even but, 2 But and if But if, 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 you know, but, but if, you, if, if doesn't, doesn't
9: mean, it, Tony. to throw the ball. So Tony, Tony, Tony,
0: if doesn't get it done. Thank you for the call. If doesn't get it done. You, you're talking about a team that's 0-2. The Giants want to look towards the future to develop the future with the quarterback. Believe me, I'm the last guy in the world that wanted this to happen. I was saying, you would hear, uh, not Lance, uh, Paulie Dots and myself I've been saying- i called worse, it's yes. okay, but go ahead, yeah. <laughs> uh, you would hear us saying that, for crying out loud, you, you know, if Eli has a good year, I won't be shocked to see him back next year. But it didn't work out that way. It, it didn't work out that way. Then whether whose fault or what, they're owing to, they have to look towards the future. Because then you know what? Uh, if you didn't look to look towards the future, then when the future gets here, you'd be P.O.'d because nobody did anything about the future. You can't have it both ways.
1: I will say this about the last caller, Tony's comments. I think what he laid out was a fair assessment. I don't think it was hyperbole or stretch. The defense needs to play better, Russ. Sure. Okay. It's well documented. Is it simply on the offense as to why the Giants are 0-2? No. But at the same time, the offense has failed to score 20 points in each of the first two games. The offense is also 5 of 23 on third down. That's why I said when you break down these first two games to simply just tell the story based on the quarterback, to simply tell the story based on the defense is not telling the whole story. There are issues that need to be addressed at various facets of this team. But, to your point, Russ, we could sit here and lay out all the hypotheticals. If the Giants made two more defensive stops and kept the opposition out of the end zone, does that guarantee that they're 2-0? and No, I wouldn't go that far. Does that guarantee that they're 1-1? So, I mean, these exercises, they're fun. It's great to have a sports talk program where we can play the ifs, buts, and whatevers, but you don't know for a fact that if the Giants' defense made an additional stop or two what their record would be. The reality is... They need to
0: improve on all facets of this team. They're 0 and 2. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't, they're, I guess you could say they are impressive 0 and 2s and unimpressive 0 and 2s. Well, do you get brownie yeah. points, though, for that, Russ, right. at the but end no, of the day? You
1: know, you're, Bill Parcell says yeah, you, you are who You are, you are, are what is, you right? record is. he not. Yeah, that's
0: exactly huh? right. That's exactly right. It is what it is. Let's go down to Tampa. Again, Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is your number. And uh, down in Tampa, it's Rick. Hello, Rick. How are we doing today?
10: Hey, hey, Russ. Hey, Lance. What's up, buddy? How I, we doing, Rick? I tell you. Uh, you know what? First thing, I, I, I was going to say kind of what Charlie said to start off is that, you know well, what? Well, that's not a good start, you by the way, know, Rick. Uh, but... he's, I know, right? I agree with him. In a sense that you don't know. If, I mean, Eli is not going to a farm, he's the backup quarterback. And especially with the. Uh, uh, the mobility that uh, Jones has, and he does have a bit of a fumbleitis too. He has to work on, you know, f- reaching for a ball. He could get hurt. You never know. So, Eli's not necessarily didn't basically the last of him because uh, well, well, that could well, happen. So, I would agree with him on that. Well, but uh, but here's the now, thing, here, Rick.
1: Rick, before uh, you continue every quarterback, every player in the National Football League can expose themselves to injury at any point. So to sit here and say Daniel Jones, because he's got more mobility, is at greater risk for an injury than any other quarterback, who would have thought Drew Brees would get hurt? Drew Brees is not the the most mobile quarterback, and Aaron Donald hits him on the hand. You can't predict the National Football League.
10: Just can't. That's true. I just say, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just saying he's he's more mobile than Eli. Well, no dispute there. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 and the the, uh, the uh, stat they put on last night's game, uh, the quarterbacks in the NFC East, uh, the teams they've had uh, was Redskins, Philly, and, and and Dallas since Eli's been there. 15, 13, 12 quarterbacks, unbelievable. you yep. uh, think that, you know that we've had it, take for granted we've had Eli so long? You know, Paul was on um, uh, Fan earlier, and he did. He did say, "Hey, you never know something could be lurking in the background of this of why they cuz I thought they'd wait one more game but they went for the, What, what, right do, you mean, for what the do you mean? What do you mean something game.
0: could Rick? What do you mean something could be lurking?
10: Oh, no, no, he well, I'm going to tell you. He was saying that there possibly could be something that they want to uh, make a trade that there's some team that might want Eli. Well, so that's what he said. He, he said, well, "You never know. It could happen." And 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 that may be very well will we'll Let, let, let me tell
0: t- let, let me tell you about this, Rick in terms of, I I knew somebody would bring it up in terms of trading Eli. Okay, this is not about you, Rick. It's not about me, Russ, or Lance here. And I don't even say it's about the Giants. After the career that he's given the Giants, 15, and now this is his 16th season, this decision and his decision alone should be left yeah. up to Eli Manning, what's good for Eli, his wife, and four children, that is it. Yes, well, agree. period. Yeah. And Rick be, yeah.
1: before that's you can I
10: agree. Be, and I think that's what Paul was saying is that they may be discussing that with his dad and everything because there are some openings. Now you know, let me go before you before I before you hang up, I mean the the one tactical part of this that I just want to bring up is that I know that uh, we' are challenging our wide receivers, and I think that's been a problem because uh, there've been drop balls, and Eli, you know, it wasn't his fault. But what Daniel Jones does give, With his mobility is that if he could scramble a teeny bit, he could give our subpar receivers or the guys that have not been able to break free in the time that Eli needed time to scramble around and possibly get open or possibly get uh, uh, Barkley open after he gets free or even Evan Ingram. So I think that will help the offense, that part alone. I'm looking forward to that part. Seeing how that happens, I think that's the one focal point down here in Tampa. When I'm at the game, I'm going to be watching that because I think he'll give more time for the receivers to somehow get open. You know, you agree with that?
0: Well, a hundred percent. I mean, but listen, if you looked at the receivers last week, there was pretty much zero separation.
1: Well, they were also going up against the number one secondary in the NFL last year and that carried over to this year not to make excuses but I think the caliber of the defense needs to be taken into consideration I think that's a fair point by Rick and appreciate the phone call in which you know, Daniel Jones's mobility. And by the way, Pat Shermer talked about this on Monday when he addressed the media. You know, he was pressed upon multiple questions with respect to the difference between Daniel Jones and Eli Manning and said, yes, you know, Daniel Jones clearly has more mobility and the ability to extend plays. I mean, we're not telling you anything that you don't know, but... You know, Eli- Eli's going to tell you that. Yeah, but it's also up to... You know, that's half the battle, Russ. The other part of the battle is the wide receivers winning their one-on-one battles and getting open to the point of the caller. The quarterback can't make the wide receivers win their battles. You know, that has to happen on the opposite end of the offense here.
0: You know, uh, if anything, what his legs could do, uh, if nothing else, extend plays because of the scrambling mobility. I mean, he can run, and he's a good runner. He He's not a, a half ass runner. He's a good runner. Let's go to Jeff in Rhode Island. Hello, Jeff. How are we doing today?
7: Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Uh, Kind of surprised by the announcement today, but uh, I I just don't get the timing of this. You know, I, I mean, the plan was to have Eli be the starter and the kids sit behind him for the year, unless Eli got hurt or played himself out of the position. And I don't think after two games that he's played himself out of the position. Obviously, uh, management doesn't agree with me. But no, no Jeff. Uh,
0: Jeff, uh, no, I'll, I'll let you finish your point. But I, I don't think yeah. I don't think management is disagreeing with you. The, the point, the point being, I don't think Eli, quote unquote, played himself <clears throat> out of the position. I, I don't think that's the case. I think you look at the entire picture as Lance brought out. There are a lot of other there are other factors going into this the team is 0-2, defense hasn't looked good, Uh, your your offense, listen, all the receivers, have. Golden Tate hasn't been in there, last week uh, Sterling Shepard was out, I I think it's a case of this is where we are and we now have to start thinking about getting ready for the future and also trying to win some
7: games. I, I, I agree with all that. I Believe me, I do. And, you know, maybe they should have done it at the end of last season and they could have put all that money uh, that Eli took up in a cap space uh, towards improving the team. However, they didn't do that. So now going forward, we, uh, like Francesca said the other day, and I agree with this 100%, you're putting a young and inexperienced rookie quarterback into a position on a lousy team. Well, I mean, but we see, know, Jeff, I, Jeff, I Jeff, Jeff. Let me let me step in here, I'm Jeff, Jeff. By the Giants, well, but Jeff, okay? Jeff, let yeah. that's, that's right Jeff, let Jeff, let me step in right here, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Hold on a
1: second, Jeff, Jeff. One second, one second here, okay. Let we'll we'll let you continue, but let me just counter what you're saying. If you look at the offensive line right now he's going to be playing behind an established veteran offensive line. You could put rookies in far worse circumstances than what Daniel Jones is going to play behind. So I disagree with that viewpoint, okay? David Carr, the former Giants quarterback, when he started his career with the Houston Texans and Mm. he was a rookie, he was sacked over 70 times, okay? That's a horrendous situation to put a young, inexperienced quarterback behind. That's not the Giants situation. He also has Saquon Barkley, and he's got a number of wide receivers and Evan Ingram around him. So anybody who wants to start that argument, I don't really think is looking at the facts of the current situation of the roster. You there? Is he? Did we lose Jeff? We lost him. Okay. And I wanted to Jeff to uh, continue to respond to well, that. No, but-
0: no. But uh, uh, again, a young quarterback has to start sometime. You're not going to wait till he's an old quarterback. He's been being given the opportunity. Again, folks. This is not, quote unquote, this is not Eli Manning didn't play himself out of the position, okay? This is not what this is about. If you want to say that, you're wrong. That I will argue with all day. It's not about that. It's about making a change. This is when he was drafted. He was drafted as the future, which, by the way, I also do get a kick out of the fact that when Daniel Jones... Uh, was drafted. Everybody was jumping all over the Giants and jumping all over, Gettleman. How do we draft this guy? You didn't pick this guy. You didn't pick Dwayne Haskins. But a beep. But a bop. But a boop. We don't like this guy. Uh, what kind of pick is this? Then he gets to camp, and the same people who were belly aching about that now wanted him to be the starter right away can't have it both ways. Go well, on, you're never going to please everyone, no, regardless not, of the circumstances. Not. But that was clearly the narrative in the media. It went from, how the hell can you pick this guy, to why aren't you starting him now? Let's make the change now. Which, quite frankly, for lack of a better term, was extremely hypocritical. Let's stay in Rhode Island and check in with Arthur. Hey, Arthur, how are we doing today?
11: Well, I'm doing good. Uh, first time caller.
0: Welcome aboard.
11: Hi. Thanks for tuning in. You're welcome. Well, I just want to say uh, I'm discouraged today. Um, I thought it was a little bit too early for Eli, but uh, I just wanted to thank Eli for his years. And uh, I I bleed uh, big blue here up in New England. I've got uh, I see the Giants every year, every week, excuse me, and uh, going back like 50 years as a Giants fan. Hey, uh, hey, Arthur, Arthur, I gotta ask you.
0: You know, big in New England. How'd you become, you know, because you, you certainly do sound like a New Englander. I'm just curious. How'd you become a big blue fan up
11: there? I just turned 60. Right. And uh, I got in when Fran Talkington was a quarterback. Yeah, Francis, As, Francis Asbury Francis Asbury University of Georgia. I just liked the guy. Very formal. Uh, and ho- deep deep, But uh, I, I'm disappointed uh but you know what? We can't talk about if Daniel Jones is going to get hurt and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, uh, he's the quarterback now, and uh, let's see what happens. But I, I do have to say, guys, about the defense. I'm just sick and tired. I know we got a young team, but I'm just sick and tired of us giving up over 400 points a year. Uh, that's why Eli's has uh, he's gotten into a hole because the defense they they get. Uh, I'm just a little bit nervous, sorry. No, no, no don't worry. Arthur, doing fine, buddy. Yeah.
0: God, 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 take your time.
11: He, uh, Eli just has to uh, work so far behind that They fall back by 14, 21 points. And it's just almost impossible to come back, and you have to throw the ball 45 times. And, you know, we've got Saquon now, and um, let's just see what happens. Uh, the offensive line is, is I think, going to be good. But uh, I, as I said, uh, just finishing up, you know, I'm a big, big, big fan as I've said, and uh, I'll continue to watch him every, every week. We got, we got, I, I got bumped off last week because the Patriots were on CBS, and when that happens, uh, you know, I've I got to go look at the computer and then put my radio on, and, but I'll continue to do so, and let's go Big Blue, and let's see what
9: happens. Uh, Thanks, uh, all right, Arthur, Arthur good Thanks for you, call buddy. Call.
0: Thank. Call again, pal. Now that, there's a Big Blue fan. I mean, especially up in New England country, that is a big blue f- fan.
1: Real quickly, before we go back to the lines, you know, he was talking about the defense giving up a lot of points. Remember, last year, the Giants scored the most points in the NFC East. They also gave up the most points. That's why, in order to be a playoff contender, you got to have balance. I mean, those numbers have to come a little bit more closer together. It's no coincidence the Saints, you know, when they started to become a consistent playoff team for years, Drew Brees would light up the scoreboard. Russ and the Saints defense could not make a stop. And that's why the Saints were hovering around seven and nine for a number of years. They actually went seven and nine three years in a row. If you go back and you look at the stats and then what changed? Well the defense improved. Why did the Rams in New England go to the Super Bowl last year? Yes, you're going to tell me you love their offenses, and they were prolific, and I would agree with you. I would also argue that those defenses were very effective in making stops. So, you know, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to understand why teams consistently make the
0: playoffs and others don't. The Giants need more balance, and that's what, obviously, they're striving for. You, you know what, Lance? Just the points you're making, and you brought up something. I think we were talking at the top of the show. You, you know, when you're measuring a quarterback uh, – you know Ernie Acorsi, God bless him. And I love Ernie, terrific GM. Ernie's the guy who brought us. I know this is gonna be a tough day for for Ernie Acorsi watching this, but you know he brought us Eli. But you know he, Ernie would say, you got to judge a guy. Can he take you to the Super Bowl? Well, in fact he, he took him to the Super Bowl and won two Super Bowls with that guy. You, you know, I mean Eli Manning took the Giants to two Super Bowls. And if you want to talk about a quarterback not being judged by a team's record, you know who you could look at? You could look at Eli's dad, Archie. Because, folks, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, Archie Manning was not a good quarterback. He was a tremendous talent. He's also one of the best, arguably, college quarterbacks ever in the history of the game. He played on an horrendous teams, and he was always good. If he played on a half-decent team, he'd be a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. It is what it is. Just that one caller, that kind of bothered me. Eli didn't play himself out of this, and the Giants aren't saying that Eli played himself out of the starting position. You look at the whole picture, you look at the future, and this is the business at hand, and you got to take care of business. That's what it's about, Lance. Absolutely. So anyway, folks, listen. I know there's a lot of emotion today, and understandably so. Uh, It is what it is. We're talking about one of the great athletes, one of the most great athletes, loved athletes to ever play in the New York area. It's Eli Manning. So of course there's going to be a lot of emotion. But like anybody else in, in the history of sports, people get replaced. Somebody else gets their job. Again, just want to remind everybody, Big Blue Kickoff Live, brought to you by Coors Light. So enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience, courtesy of Coors Light. Text VIP to 90464 for more details. Want to thank the men across the way for helping us out here, Brian Conforth and Pearson Butler. I'm Russ Salzberg. My buddy is Lance Meadow. And most of all, thank you people, because without you people, we'd have nobody here to be talking to. So again, For everybody here at Big Blue Kickoff Live, have yourselves a great day and tune in tomorrow when I'll be back with uh, David Deal. Have Have a good good
9: one. one.